Hello and welcome to Discover Solutions Feel Better, a podcast with Dr. Teresa Lewis, founder of Wake Psychological Health and Wellness in North Carolina. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, this is Dr. Teresa Lewis, founder of Wake Psychological Health and Wellness. I'm hanging out with you today and welcome to the very first episode. I'm so glad that you're here. Through this podcast, I hope to educate, connect with you, and inspire you to be who you are. That so many times we can end up in a place where we just feel stuck, where we are not living in a way or behaving in a way that we know is good for us or that is aligned with our values or with our hopes and dreams and goals. And we think about that from time to time, but then we kind of keep doing the same thing. And so this podcast is about using the power of your own mind to discover solutions and to feel better. So each episode, you can count on me to share my psychological insights and mindfulness strategies to help you do just that and to be who you truly are. And I'm here with my producer, Natalie, and she's here with me to ask the questions that so many of us are facing. That's right. Hey, hi, Dr. Lewis. Happy to be here. Great. So happy to have you working with me. So yeah, so this podcast is really just going to be about psychological health and wellness, which covers pretty much everything that we do, thinking and behavior and feeling. So we're just going to tackle it all. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to getting started. How about you catch us up? Tell us about your background and how you became a psychologist. Yes, I'd love to share. So a little about me. I grew up in San Diego, California, city kids spending time outside and at the pool at the beach. From there, I ended up in Florida attending undergraduate and graduate school at the University of Florida, earning my PhD in counseling psychology And through my training and experience, I've worked in college, mental health counseling centers, hospital, community mental health. I was also teaching assistant at the University of Florida, and I had staff position and faculty position at Penn State teaching uh, psychological assessment testing courses, as well as multicultural counseling for psychologists. And so... In that experience and training, it was just really great. I had a really great mentor and advisor at the University of Florida, and she helped me with my own awareness of being a graduate student, of working with an eye toward excellence. She would really uh, challenge me in my writing and sending it back, sending it back. You know, writing a dissertation is not an easy thing, and it takes a lot of writing. You know, I think uh, basically anybody that's ever written anything knows that writing is rewriting. She really taught me about excellence and perseverance. And then through all my training, I just had mentors and teachers, and I'll be naming them throughout the podcast, and really good supervision, really good training. And it helped me to be with my clients, work with my clients, work with my students in a way that helps them to discover solutions, feel better, and be who they are. As you may know, as a psychologist and anyone in the healthcare industry, 
most are required to have continuing education. And for me, in my quest to help my clients discover solutions and feel better, I've studied many things, but in particular for this purpose, I have focused on meditation and mindfulness. And when you study these things, you can't just read about it. It's not textbook only. You must participate. You must experience these things for yourself. Basically, you have to become a practitioner. I have been a practitioner of meditation and mindfulness for many years now. I have a regular practice. I go on retreats to deepen my practice. And uh, through that, I also, after meditation, I wanted to add movement to that, to not just sitting on the cushion, but I felt like there needed to be some movement. I, I tend to be kind of restless. So I went to yoga teacher training. I, I was doing yoga as a student, but I, I really just wanted to understand it fully. And so I sought training to become a certified yoga teacher in blending these things, right? In blending the psychology and the meditation and the yoga, I found that it really catapulted my effectiveness. I saw my clients experience feelings of appreciation and acceptance of themselves, which enabled them to move toward the changes they were seeking with ease instead of the struggle that so often accompanies trying to change. Right. So tell us what you're doing now. For more than 15 years, I've been in private practice, and I help people overcome emotional, relationship, and mental struggles. And I know that through my experience, through my training and working with others, and in my own personal journey, that my hope is that what I have to share can help you too. You know, right off the bat, I just feel really reassured by the amount of experience you have. That's incredible. And just the variety of struggles that you've helped people through. Um, I know that you work with people one-on-one, whether it's an eating disorder or a mental imbalance or insecurity or family problems. You bring so much knowledge to the table. Thank you, Natalie. I appreciate that. And that's, it kind of reminds me of, I was working with a young woman once and, um, and we had done some really good work together and we were having our final session and she said thank you and was expressing her appreciation, which I so appreciate. But beyond that, she told me, you know, I really want you to know that the work that we've done here in this office is going beyond these four walls. She said to me, I have been talking with friends and family about the work that we're doing, and it's helping them too. So I really wanted you to know that. And I tell you, that just touched me in such a way. It meant a lot to me that she shared that with me. Wow. Yeah, that's the best compliment to your work that you can get. That's incredible. Yes, it it really was. And so, you know, fast forward a few years later, and we have technology that is easy enough for me to record a podcast with the help of you, my producer. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. And it is amazing. And, and so I thought, you know, this could be just a great way to spread the message. 
And to tell you the truth, nothing that I say is going to be new. You know, we've had wisdom on our planet for thousands and thousands of years. And so it's really about reaching people in a way that they can hear it. Like, for example, someone may have told you in your life a bit of wisdom, perhaps a mom or dad or, you know, a family member, and you just didn't really take it in. You heard it and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then later on in your life, somebody else told you the same thing and then you like got it. Has that ever <laughs> happened to you? Yes. Why is that? Yes, yes. It's just like the right message at the right time will just come together and it clicks for you. So I'm one more voice that hopefully can click with somebody out there to help them on their path too. So that's the way I see it, you know. And for me, I will tell you a little bit just personally is I have felt that I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to be in a space of sharing, of creating something and of finding my own voice outside of just the therapy room, outside in the coaching sessions and outside of my family and circle of friends. And so this is a journey for me too, that I'm, I'm glad that whoever's here can, can take it with me and we can all benefit. Well, I think it's a really good match because some people just really need a calm, peaceful, wise, reassuring voice to tell them they can get through it. And I know that's what this podcast is going to be for a lot of people. Yes, we hope so. And so, yeah, so we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, little nuggets of information, uh, little tips for you to implement. And, you know, some things will apply to you and, and maybe some things won't, but hopefully you'll just be along for the journey and tune in and pass the information along to someone that you think it might be helpful for. So we're going to be devoting a lot of time to psychological health and wellness. And I have through my experience in working with people, come to realize that there's uh, six foundations of psychological health and wellness. And I'm going to be teaching about all six through this podcast. It's something that I have come to understand in my work and quest to help my clients, you know, feel better. And I see it work every day, and I love working with people. I love seeing their lives transform. And it's really about focusing, I believe, on these six things. Uh, number one is awareness. We have to have, you know, self-awareness. That's kind of what being a human being allows us to do, is to have self-awareness. And this is something that we can cultivate. And it's really basically the ability to recognize your feelings differentiate between them, know why you are feeling these things, as well as recognizing how you are impacting yourself and others. This awareness of how we're impacting others, what our feelings are, and then also very crucial is thought awareness. So we'd be spending a lot of time working on cultivating our awareness through mindfulness and meditation. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense because you would really need to be watching yourself, watching your thoughts, observing with open eyes, you know, what your reality is or starting to open your eyes to what your reality is. So that makes sense. Right, exactly. One thing to know, though, is that awareness without 
the next element, which is love, can often be quite painful, right? So if we if we have our awareness, but then with this awareness, we're very harsh in judging ourselves and judging others, then it is often not helpful. For example, even just a flower. If you see a flower that's growing and you're aware of the flower and you want to grow the flower and provide it, you know, sun and water, it will grow. But if you see the flower and then you stomp on it, it's, it's not going to grow. <laughs> so that's, that's where we need to have, you know, the love piece, right? The, the self-compassion and compassion for others piece. It's, with our awareness, we can then bring a gentleness, a kindness, love to whatever it is that we are observing and are aware of. Yeah, you're right, especially ourselves. That's so true. Right. And then the other piece is food. Oh, I love this. Go on. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I think we are often not aware of how much food impacts how we feel. And there is a direct connection between food and mood. And of course, our health. We always hear about our health eat better so that you can have good heart health and all that is true, but it also affects our mood. So I like to say what we ingest makes us feel our best. Mm, I love that. Well, that'll be great. I can't (laughs) wait for your episode where you deep dive into food. That's so fascinating. So we'll have several episodes on food. I can share some recipes, pictures of things, of food. And I'm not a food blogger or anything like that, but I will be sharing pictures and maybe even a video sometime of some simple recipes that are really good for brain health and mood. And then another foundation is movement. So just like we need exercise and you know that exercise is good for you, it is also the number one self-help tool for depression, anxiety, stress, ADHD. Exercise is so important. And if you look at our bodies and you ever pay attention to your body, you could see how it was created to move. So movement is so important. And, uh, and we'll be talking about those things as well. You know, that's good. I bet you'll have some advice for people, no matter what fitness level they're at so that they can still enjoy the benefits of movement, even if they're not able to go run a 5k. For sure. Because wherever you are is where you start. Mm -hmm. And we'll take it from there. And then number five is relaxation. Now in our 21st century world, I think people don't know what relaxation really is. We're so busy. We're so plugged in. We fill our lives with so many things to do. And mentally, even when we think we're relaxed, mentally we're not. We're still running through our to-do list or worrying about what happened at work or what's happening in our families. And regular practice of relaxation does help us to be less tense. And you can also notice this in your body when you're not relaxed or you're under a lot of stress, your body becomes very tight and you have chronic tightness perhaps in your neck or your shoulder or your jaw. A lot of um, people tell me about their jaw and shoulders. So at any point in time, even like right now in this moment, if you just pause, where do you notice tightness in your body? 
Yeah, just as you were saying that, I was like, yes, my jaw and shoulders. I feel like I fit into that group. I definitely tense up my shoulders. Right, right. And that and that happens too, like from being on the computer a lot and you kind of bring your shoulders up. Again, kind of going back to awareness, having an awareness of your body and incorporating relaxation so that you can reduce your stress. An anxious mind cannot exist in a relaxed body. So we have to really work with, with body and mind together. And I'll be offering some uh, guided relaxation exercises in the podcast too, and some meditations to help with inducing and promoting relaxation. Mm, that'll be amazing. And then finally, number six is sleep. We have to have good quality sleep for our bodies and our brain to rejuvenate and process all of the events from the day. That's where our growth hormone is manufactured during sleep. That's where our brains can incorporate memories and things from the day. And so many of us are sleep deprived. We're not getting enough sleep. And it impacts us in ways that you really wouldn't even guess. You wouldn't know why you can't remember things, for example, could be related to the fact that you're not getting good quality sleep. And so we do want to pay attention to sleep. And I'll be offering just ways to help sleep. Uh, we call it sleep hygiene, if you, if you want to Google that. Incorporating some nighttime routines and being very, very intentional about sleep as a form of much needed self-care. So we have awareness, love, food, movement, relaxation, and sleep. That's the uh, six foundations of psychological health and wellness. And so we'll just be tackling it all. It's a wholeness. So in my practice, I focus on a holistic approach to psychological health and wellness. And so this is what it is. These are the six things that we must do. And it's really about self-care. It's using, as I said, the power of your own mind to make this happen. But I will say that human beings are relational in nature. And it's so difficult to do things by yourself all the time, especially with so many distractions in our environment that take us away from caring for ourselves. So just having some support to pay attention to these things so that you're able to just truly be who you are. Thanks so much for joining us for this very first episode. And I'm looking forward to having you on this journey. And you can check out my website. It's wakepsychology.com, W-A-K-E, psychology.com. And we'll see you real soon. So be well and be you. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Discover Solutions Feel Better, a podcast with Dr. Teresa Lewis. For helpful resources and to check out the blog and show notes, go to wakepsychology.com.